Let's get it, y'all. I am way too excited. Like, I'm scream whispering right now because I don't want to scream in your ear because I'm that excited. The Straight Up Podcast, the one that you love, the one you listen to right now, is now a part of the Grove Day Podcast Network. You heard me. I told y'all we turn it up this year. And guess what? A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, change to the world, impact to the world, and support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about empowering people, impacting people, and bringing change to this world. But listen, one of my friends is a part of this network, and I need you to go show some love. Subscribe to her show. Earn your happy with Lori Harder. Okay, Lori is going to make you go harder in every area of your life. She's a brilliant mind, a brilliant spirit, a brilliant human. I know you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her show. That's Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder. Go subscribe today and watch your life be changed. Hey, what's up? This is Trent Shelton. Some people know me as an author. As a speaker, as an athlete, some people know me as the guy whose videos pop up in their social media feeds. But at the end of the day, I'm simply a man on a mission. I want to help you transform your life using the exact tools I use to transform mine. I won't say I have all the answers, but I will do everything I can to help you find yours. My goal isn't to reach millions. My goal is to reach you. Welcome to Straight Up. Let's get it. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of Straight Up Podcast. Today... I have a special guest, a dear friend of mine, somebody that I know is going to be straight up, somebody that I know actually lives it, um, their representation of everything that they show. And it isn't always being perfection, y'all, when I say that, because I say it all the time with myself, but it's a person that is progressive, a person that is changing the game, and a person that is doing it her way. And so I want to welcome Tansy to the Straight Up Podcast. What's good? How you doing? Yay. I am so excited to be here. I am a little nervous. I just, if anyone is listening right now, like, what was it, two years ago when you came and spoke at the Turn Up Conference, mm-hmm. I like lost my mind. My sister and I have this whole story of how like <laughs> ridiculous we acted when we met Trent Shelton. So to be here on your podcast right now is so amazing. I'm just so thankful to be here. Oh, man. I'm grateful that you're here. And, and we might as well go ahead and drop that. Like, what episode <laughs> is that on your podcast so they can listen to it? Oh, man. I'm not sure. Or what, what's, what's your podcast? The podcast is called The Bossy Podcast. And it's def- it was one of the first ones we did because it's a great okay. story of just <laughs> embarrassing moment after embarrassing moment <laughs> that we had. It's all good, man. I didn't, I didn't, I listen to the podcast. It's great. It's funny, by the way. And and Tansy's podcast with her sister is amazing. So make sure you go check it out. But like hearing it, I was like, I didn't even see it like that, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to just jump into it today. I want to follow my heart, follow our hearts. And I just want to be straight up with everybody. And the first question I want to ask you, and this is really just a conversation. It's not an interview. So whatever's mm-hmm. on your heart, but I'm just curious um, just share just briefly, like how you built what you built. Like, how did you go from, you know, I don't know where you're at in your life. Like, I don't know if it was a dark place, a hard time, uh, struggle, but I've seen you since I've known you, you have shine bright, right? Uh, I've been saying this to everybody, uh, in, in on my podcast, like you were built for it and clearly you are. So I'm just wondering, like, how did you get here from there? Um, So 
I played college basketball. Like my whole life, all I cared about was basketball and boys. That was it. Like basketball and boys. Were you giving people buckets though? Was you like giving people buckets or what? Listen, yes. <laughs> Eventually. Actually, at first I I I wasn't I wasn't really naturally gifted, but I definitely worked really hard to get there. So don't mess with me at this point. I still I still think I got it. But um I uh, that's all I cared about growing up. And then I graduated college and didn't have the game anymore. And I didn't really know who I was without that identity. Like I was just so lost. Like I remember just wanting to sleep. Like that's all I wanted to do. I didn't even want to get out of bed. And um, through that, I remember calling my mom and being like, I am so lost, like just bawling. And she was like, go do that dance, that dance thing that you got so excited about. And I was like, all right, knowing it wasn't going to pay the bills, knowing that I needed to get a job, knowing I needed to like take care of responsibility. She was like, go do that thing. And so I remember listening to her and just like, I, I see it as a movie in my head of just being in the streets and in the alleys of like choreographing dance and just getting creative with it. And it like brought me back home to myself and I ended up becoming a school teacher and a basketball coach and I taught dance fitness on the side and through, I loved being a teacher. I loved being a coach. I became that because I wanted to keep the game in my life. I was like, what can I do to just keep basketball in my life? So I was like, well, become a teacher so that you can coach. And I did that for a long time and I poured my heart into it. But I remember like losing myself in that process too, of like really just giving so much of myself to my, my class, my kids, my, my coaching, and I lost myself and I felt so far away from who I was and what I wanted, um, that I started to like, I was just desperate to literally lose weight. Like that was, that was where I was at. And long story short, I started to build a business after coaching, after school, at the end of the day, when everyone else went to bed and, I eventually was able to like go onto my social media and say, all right, I'm done doing other people's workouts. I'm going to put together this 30 day challenge and I am going to create the workouts and we're going to come together as a team. We're going to get after it. And so this was after like three years of, of learning things while being a teacher. And then I ended up building strength really through, through learning about business after, after hours, I built strength to, kind of leave all the things that I was settling into. And hmm. when I, when I left and I, I built that strength and I kind of was starting over, I, I was like 30. And I remember I was, I knew I was in my mind, my whole life. I've been like, I'm going to be somebody like still right now. I'm like, in this moment. I'm like, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be somebody. And even in that moment of like divorced, starting over, not knowing where I was going, being like, wow, this is not what I thought my life was going to be. I was like, I'm going to do something different. And so I went on my story and I was like, I'm going to start this 30 day thing. And so we went into our first 30 day challenge. We ended up doing another 30 day challenge after next, after next, after next. And now we have this big empire of women doing these workouts that I, I, even when I started that first 30 day challenge, like I had no idea how I was going to pull it off, make it happen. I just knew I was going to, I was going to give them what I had. And 
um, we just together created this special formula of mind, body, soul, dance, fitness stuff. And we have instructors now all over the world um, teaching turn up what, what we have created. So it really began from being lost and needing to like come home to myself, which is so crazy because turn up the um, is, is built on like being loud about who you are being turning up the volume on what you want, who you want to be like not holding back. But the, if you look up the definition of turn up in the um, like, if you Google it, it pops up as like to be found by chance after being lost. And like, that's the definition of it. Yeah. And when that someone pointed that out to me, I was, I was like, that's exactly what it is and how, how crazy. And so it's just, it's a way to come home. Mm. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, And, you know, people know, listen to my podcast, I I call it letting things breathe. And that's what I kind of want to do right now. I don't always want to rush into something different because I want that, to really simmer and sit in the souls of everybody's listening as it sits in mind, because what you just explained was a journey. And I always say the journey is everything. It's not about the destination all the time. It's not about the goal all the time. It's about the journey and having the courage to start. I mean, you came from a rock bottom and you found confidence in rock bottom to start. And you said something about becoming somebody, you know, I think the magic is, and I think you've realized this, even if you haven't, the magic isn't about becoming somebody. It's about understanding you already are somebody. And when you truly embrace that, which you have, um, you walk into your power. And so I want to ask you this question, like, you know, when you're at your rock bottom, when you started this, because this is big, because I know a lot of people are paralyzed by exactly this. They sit, they have the vision boards, they have the vision, they have the dreams, which I love. I mean, people are so creative with their vision boards. I'm like, if you put half the effort in making it happen as you're doing your vision boards, like we, we will be right. You know what I mean? So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But we like idolize the vision board, but we don't idolize the work that it takes to make the vision come true. So mm-hmm. for you, the question is like, I'm pretty sure you didn't have a plan. You might've had some maybe little steps to say, okay, I want to do this next, but I don't believe, and tell me if I'm wrong, I don't believe that you could have planned this. So how did you operate in faith without a plan? So, yeah, I did not have a plan. (laughs) I, there's no way I could have imagined that it would have become this, but I think I simply followed my heart, which sounds cliche, Mm. but I was everything I've done, I've done because I needed it myself. Like I was like, I have to do this for me to come back to me and I'll share the journey along the way. But it was never in those moments. It wasn't about how can I please this person or how can I please this? Like that's where I got lost was in the pleasing of everybody else. It was like, what do I need to come back to, to, to really live and feel alive. And I just chased that. And I did it because I loved it. Like for love of the game, like I played basketball cause I love the game. So everything, all the obstacles that come along with that, when you love it, when you're, when it's just in you, like, there's no way I couldn't be doing that when it's just in you, you're not, the obstacles won't stop you. It's like when you're doing it for the wrong reasons, the obstacles feel like they, they are too much, but I was doing it because I loved it. And 
I mean, I have so many stories where I've asked God for signs, like straight, uh, like straight up. I say straight up yeah. all the time. And I'm like, this is... <laughs> and it's the perfect time to use the word straight up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I just, I, I asked for signs and I, I received them and I never knew what it was going to look like. I just knew that I wanted to do something that I loved and was passionate about. And I wanted to light a fire in other people. And I think there was nothing that was going to get in my way of that. And I, Mm. when you ask me that question, sometimes it is hard. Like that Drake acceptance speech where he's like, sometimes I don't even know how to tell you how I got here. It's just, I was so so desperate to be better, so desperate to figure it out that I just kept going. And then, and then it just happens. You just gave me a powerful quote and I want to, cause what you just shared with, with, well, that's it. And you know, so many people are stuck like with that, like, I don't know what it's going to look like. And I believe this is true. Moving forward moving on isn't about knowing what it's going to look like. It's about knowing what it's no longer going to look like. You know, and I think that is it because I think you get to a place where you say, you know, I don't want my life to be like this no more. Mm -hmm. I don't know the unknown. I don't know where I'm going, but I for damn sure know where I'm not staying because that was me and my journey. Like, I didn't know that I would be doing what I'm doing today. Somebody asked me yesterday. I did an interview. They said, like, what's your 10-year plan? I said, to be alive? (laughs) I don't know what my 10-year plan is. My 10-year plan is to just keep being consistent with what I've been doing because, Again, if you would ask me 10 years ago, would I be here? The, the, the answer is absolutely not. And so um, thank you for sharing that because I think there's so many people out there that thinks that they have to have all these things in order in order to start. And I tell people all the time, this might be a little bit insensitive, but it's an excuse. You know what I mean? It's a lot of fear in the way and you're finding anything to discredit why you should be moving forward with your life. What's the thing, Tansy, that... that in this journey, you know, we talk about the why, and and you might've mentioned it before. I like to say the deep rooted reason, because I like to say, you know, a deep rooted reason doesn't work off of, um, I always say a lot of people are interested, not committed, right? So it doesn't work off emotions. It doesn't work off how I'm feeling. It doesn't work work off of how people feel about me. It doesn't work off of success and failure. It doesn't work off of ups and downs. It works off of commitment. Like, this is what I signed up for. This is what I promised myself. This is what I'm sticking to. So for you, even now in this journey, like, what is that deep-rooted reason that keeps Tanty going? Mm-hmm. Man. And take your time. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, I think we've talked about this before of, you know, being enough and making myself proud and ah, man, I, I think that I keep my, I keep myself going because I want to make myself proud and I know what it feels like to not do that. Like, I know what it feels like to be so lost that I'm like not feeling myself and, and not liking myself. And I don't want, I want to be the person that can help someone else not feel that I want to. I also think that if you're not chasing your purpose or that feeling inside of you, that's like, I really want to do this. Like it will 
destroy you. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. I've, I've been there where I've avoided it, avoided it, avoided it. And it, it destroyed me in other ways that came out in other ways and manifested in other ways that I, that I didn't realize was just me unhappy and unfulfilled because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And there's no worse pain to me than that. So I'd rather it's more, I'm more afraid of not doing what my heart feels that I want to do than, than failing or messing up. Like that's, yeah. that is my biggest fear is like missing my mark or missing my opportunity to do something great or to be great and to be like Trent Shelton, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I mean, my first thought when you said that though, was my mom and I want to, like, she worked too hard for me not to be great, but I do think it's deeper than that. Like it had to be, it has to be for me too. Absolutely. You know, I believe too, like with those deep rooted reasons, I always say, and I mentioned that success or failure because or for your mom or for your kids. And those are beautiful reasons to have. And I always tell people, you know, sometimes that's not enough. You know, when people yeah. say like, I'm doing it for my kids. Okay. What happens when you do it for your kids? Then what, right? What happens when you do everything for your kids? Maybe that's a, a lifelong thing that you'll never accomplish. And I like to tie my reason to something I will never like ever accomplish. I will work towards it, but I will never achieve it until I leave this earth. And I always say like, one of my deep rooted reasons, like selfishly, is to meet the greatest version of myself. I will never meet the greatest Trent until I'm gone. I will meet versions of the greatest Trent in certain seasons, but it's something I always can, can you know, I don't want to use the word chase, but pursue. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you this because, you know, I know in your journey right now, right, you're you're successful. And, and, and I ask you that because I've seen your levels of success. You know, I spoke at your events and I'm not just saying this and I tell you this off camera all the time. Your events are incredible. I love speaking there. Like the audience is amazing. Your students are amazing. Your team is amazing. Like that energy can't be faked. You know what I mean? Like when people say come into the stage and you have the like the little, okay, I'm gonna clap because the person told me to clap. No, it's a whole different energy. And I know that comes from you. So my question to you is like, even in these moments now of growth, um, even in these moments now of continuing to rise and continuing to be successful, like, and maybe you just answer this, but like, what's the thing that is going to continue to keep you going? Because you got followers, you got attention, you got all the things that the world says matters, right? You have popularity, um, you have success, you have all the things that the world says is going to fulfill you. That's a better way to answer that question. What fulfills you? Like, what is it that fulfills Tansy to say, I'm fulfilled if I did this today? Do you have like a certain, you say you're proud of yourself. Is there a certain check bar, box that you go through every single day? Did I do this? Okay, cool. I don't care how today went. I'm proud of myself because I showed up and did that. Like, what's that? So first of all, shout out to the turn up. Like, did you hear that? Yeah. Like the energy, <laughs> they're going to be so hyped when they hear that. Like, but anyways, true, man. that's awesome. That makes me so proud. Um, but I think you, you just spoke on this in a podcast. You, you had everyone, the list of like, um, intentionality, connectivity, creativity, spirituality, Oh, and mobility. I almost had all five of them. And there mobility. you go. I was like, okay, somebody been tapping in. I was like, of okay. course, 
I, yeah, because I was like, that's it. And I, I am moved and fulfilled when you said creativity, like that's something that's so important to me and so fulfilling to me is finding ways that I can express myself. And I think just be the most me. I think that's, that's where the coming home to myself and re reinventing myself over and over again and figuring out who I am and getting to know myself is, is the journey like, and, and who I can be. Um, so that through creativity is so important. And I want that for other people so much too. Like, it doesn't have to look like this. It doesn't have to look like this. It can, it can be so different, but finding ways to express yourself is, is therapy. Like it is like, how do you, how do you find that? Com- I don't want to cut you off, but I think it's yeah. important. How do you find that confidence in that? Because you are, you know, Tansy fierce online, right? Like, like you go in and you're walking in your boldness, you're walking in full confidence. Is that a thing that you just have? Or is it a thing that you give yourself permission to do? Because there's a lot of people out there that listen to this episode that they want to start something. They want to start a podcast. They want to start a business. They want to get into dance. They want to be a speaker. But they have trouble fully expressing themselves, especially in a follower society where it's so easy to follow the trend. It's so easy to be like this person. So how do you find the confidence to step into who you are unapologetically? Like, what was it for you? Man, that's such a good question because I I really feel like it's not one thing. It's mm-hmm. it's many things and it's I everything that I've ever done in my life that has been great has been from rock bottom, like you said, like being very low or from being told no, like you're not you're not it. So, I think having those experiences of having to fight for what I, what I want to be like, and recognizing that there's power in that, that, that has made me who I am. Like, I don't see it the same way. I don't put value um, in the no, like it's not supposed to happen. I put value in it. Like, okay, I'm going to get better and I need to figure out how I'm going to do this. Um, but so what's, what's your thought process with that? I'm just curious with the no, like receiving the no, receiving the negativity, receiving the rejection, like what's your filter system with that? Because, you know, it's one thing to tell people, and I tell people all the time, like, don't be bothered by the no, but we all know, like when we hear no, it kind of like crushes our soul a bit. We hear somebody in our comments saying, oh, you ain't that or you ain't this, especially when you put yourself out there. I'm sure you have those comments. Even I have those comments. So like, how do you get past that to a point that it doesn't bother you enough to stop what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I just want to say and add to what I was just saying is that I doubt myself more than anyone else could ever doubt my doubt me. Like there's no one that can hurt me more than I hurt me. Like there's no, there's no person that can tear me down more than I tear myself down. And that's just reality. Like I am working on that. I'm working on being kinder to myself. It's constant work in progress, but like, I'm always that, that voice is always there. That doubt is always there. And I try to tell people that like, don't wait for that to subside. Don't wait for that to go away. Like just put it in the back seat because it doesn't go anywhere. 
And I, I actually feel like the more I do, the more I question, the more I feel like I don't where know. Where does that come from? Where does that come from? I'm sorry. We're going to get deep on here. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I'm just curious. Where does that come from? Like, where where does that self-doubt come from? Is that something as a child? Is it something that some type of rejection? Like, what do you feel like that comes from when you question yourself like that? Do you not feel like you do that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm just, I, I, I know where my I know where my comes from. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just gonna I say do. I think it's I think it's human. Like I think for sure, but I feel like it comes from something. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I don't think we're born questioning ourselves, right? It's it's learned, obviously, from society. Maybe it's from our upbringing. Maybe it's a kid that told us something at the playground when we were, you know, ten years old. But yeah, I still do it, but I don't do it. I I rarely do it as much as far as like, you know, questioning myself to a certain thing. You know, I might question, yeah. am I still making impact like I should be making? Because, you know, I've been doing this for so long, but I don't question really my greatness no more. Yeah. You know, and I, and I say that unapologetically too, by the way. I love and, I, and I feel like I every everybody should. But I'm just yeah. saying, is it, or just, just is, is it just a, a world thing? You know what I mean? Like, like we all deal with our, was it a specific thing for you like, you know, at some point in your life where you're like, dang, like, you know, you start questioning yourself even more. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that I, at this point, question my greatness either. So I, I'm not, I think I just question like in the moment, am I saying the right things? Am I showing up the right way? Like, there, yeah. there's definitely, but I also know that that's, those are just thoughts and I don't put too much emphasis on that. Like, I just want to say that that's always there for me. And I, I fight that, like I fight myself more than anyone could ever doubt me. But in regards to the nose back to that question, um, like I remember I would, I basketball was everything to me. Like I said, and my high school basketball coach, like sat me down and said, like, you should pursue softball. Like basketball is not for you. And like, literally, I thought she was coming over to my house to help me like set up film and talk to my family on like what the strategy was. And she was like, I can't help you. And in that moment, like, it's interesting because I don't remember being like, oh, well, I guess this isn't my route. It was like, hell, oh, sorry, no. You're fine. You can I, say hell. It's okay. Hell no. I'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not playing softball. This is what I'm doing. I guess I'm just going to have to do it without you and figure out a way. And so that, like, I'm at my best when someone does that. Like, I feel like I'm at my best when I get a no, when, when I'm underestimated. I love that. Like, I love being underestimated and surprising people. Like, okay, let's go. Uh, invitation accepted to prove you wrong. <laughs> And that's probably something that I need to talk to my therapist about, like that. But I, um, I don't know, like, and then even in regards to dance fitness, like the only reason I was able to make my own thing is because no other dance fitness format looked at me as someone who could be a leader in their format. And I tried, I did everything to be. Why is that? Like, why? Noticed. Why, why what? Like, why? Why they didn't see a leader in you? And because I, I, I'm asking these questions because I know yeah. a lot of people deal with these, even me and my journey. Like, so I'm just saying because now some people might find it unbelievable. Like, what? Like, because they see you walking in your full confidence and where you are. So it's easy to believe, like, what's easy not to believe. Oh, you didn't really like. So why do you feel like that was? Like, what was it 
Like, did you not fit the the mold? Did you not fit the standard? Did you not fit the avatar of what a dance instructor is supposed to be? Um, I I definitely think that was some of it. I do think part of it was all part of the plan. Like eventually, like I think that I don't know the reason fully, but I do know that I wasn't really ready. Like I thought I was mm. ready. I thought I was, I was hurt and like, what I'm doing all this, I miss this and this, and I can't believe you don't see this in me. And I, I know I can be this, but in reality, God was still preparing me and building me to become what I needed to become. And I look back and I know that's so hard to hear. And I know that's like, if someone would have said that to me, I would have been like, you're so annoying. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> um, but because I did think I was ready, but looking back now, I had more work to do. Yeah. It's all part of God's plan. That's, that's, I'm glad you said that because it wasn't the answer. Well, it was the answer I was looking for, to be honest, because that that is a major thing. Um, some doors have to stay closed and you don't understand it. You know, my story was like, I was balling out on every team. Like, and I'm not just saying that because it's me, but even people like I was balling out. I'm like, bro, like what is going on? I'm better than all these dudes. Like in the stats show it. And I never got my opportunity like that. And it's because God had a bigger plan. That's why I say not having a plan is trusting God's plan. Like, and that is very, very important in the journey, man, because you could have easily went a different way. When people told you no, maybe even they felt threatened by your greatness. Sometimes they think you're too good, but people shut that door. Oh, I'm not enough now. You could have went back to, man, this isn't for me. I can't be this. But instead you say, you know what? That no doesn't have to stop what I'm trying to do in my life. And you found a better way that ended up working out the best way for your life. And so I just wanted to highlight that because there's a lot of people listening to this right now that are receiving rejections, that are receiving no, that are wanting opportunities, whether it's relationships, whether it's business things, and it keeps getting shut down. And they're like, why is this happening? Why are you punishing me, God? And I always say, God is not freaking punishing you. God is preparing you. God is positioning you for what he has for your life. Um, is that something that you kind of would agree with? So much. Yes. And I, it's it's hard in the moment to to recognize that when you're going through it it's it's really hard but um if you I guarantee you if you're listening to this and you think about things that you've been through that you didn't think you'd make it through or things that you were like why is this happening that I know you might be going through it right now but if you can look back at those things you can look back and say it did happen for a, a reason and, and you can look back and be like I see it now. It's just hard. It's that's what faith, that's what like believing is. And that's why a lot of people don't make it because in the moment you, you have to practice that. But a hundred percent, I, there are moments where I look back and I'm like, why is this? I was like, why is this happening to me? And you know, the whole, the saying, like it's happening for you. The minute I switched that and was like, how can I, how can I use this? Like no one could stop me. The moment the moment I said, "How can I use this?" I there was no stopping me. A thousand percent. That's it. That that is life one on one, and you realize that nothing is meant to really break you. Nothing is meant to 
to make you fail when you can use everything. And that's when a person becomes unstoppable. And that's why you're very unstoppable right now, because you have that perspective, which we call it the power perspective to say, man, everything is working for me. Everything is working for my good. Even in like my life, the past few years, I'm telling myself, even it's hard to believe sometimes I'm like, everything is working for my good because I know it's going to build something inside of me that no perfect or no perfection could have ever built. Um, I want to, I want to transition a little bit with this conversation. I mean, we're still kind of in the same arena, um, in topics, but I do know this too. I know you being, well, let let me ask you this because I think it's important. Like, what do you feel like the main thing or things are to like be able to create, you know, your dream or your vision? Like, what's the main thing that you say you have to have this if it's going to happen? Is it faith? Is it, you know, belief in yourself? Is it perseverance? Like, what's the thing that that you can go back and say, if I can give somebody one thing to take on their journey to help them be successful, what would be that thing? Or things. Yeah. My first answer is you have to be doing it. You have to be willing to do what you're doing without applause, without anyone showing up. Like I would teach dance fit. I I was doing what I'm doing now when no one cares. Like I did it because I loved it and I needed it for myself. So being willing to do it, whatever it is, like for free for a while to go out of your way to, to be there with only when two people are listening. I think that's when you know, you're doing something that you, that you should be doing that's in your heart because you're doing it because you love it. And you are in love with the game, like the game of whatever it is that you're playing, that you're in the love of it. Um, And my advice is to just show up, like to just keep showing up to that and to, yeah, believe in yourself. Yeah. I, we, we have had this conversation before too, where it's like, we overestimate what everyone else has and is doing and underestimate ourselves. And we I feel like Trent works very hard every day to let you know that he is no different from you. He has just sure. made the decision to pursue what is his, how he can serve over and over and over again. And by doing that with integrity with yourself, which is why like, I love you so much and why everyone loves you so much is because you do it with such integrity of who you are and what's important to you. And when you do that, when you just stay true to that, good things happen, good things come. And like we said, we, we didn't know we'd be here. I didn't, if you would have told me I'd be here having this conversation with Trey Shelton, I would literally, <laughs> I don't even know. I would literally laugh and probably cry and then start sweating. But <laughs> I, you make good things happen when you do that. And then to trust that it will all come right on time. That's it. That's it. That's it. And, it, and it's, it's so freaking hard to trust. But I believe a superpower that you have to have in this journey is, is what you just said, is being able to trust that it comes on time, which means that 
you have to be able to let go. You have to be able to let go of control so much. And that's a very hard thing to do because as humans, we feel safe when we're controlling things, right? That's when we feel safe. That's when we feel at home. But in order to grow and go beyond places that you've never been before and experience new things, you have to be able to let go and really trust. And, you know, you were saying like uh, about me just showing up as myself and letting people know, like, you don't have to, you know, do the professional traditional route. And what I mean by that, just the way that everybody else says you have to do it. You don't have to be like everybody else. You can do it your way. And honestly, that's probably the best way because it allows you to stand out. You create a lane, right? You skip the traffic and you create your own lane that takes time. But I tell people all the time, the reason that I do it, like for one, it's just who I am, but it's, I don't like working hard and it's hard work to try to be something that you're not. It is hard work to try to keep up with everybody else. It is hard work to try to create a, a facade persona that ain't true. Like, wow. it's very easy to be yourself. You know, I tell speakers all the time, as a speaker, one of the first things you should do, don't think about the three list of things. Don't think about what everybody wants there. Just talk about your story and tie some purpose to it because that is home to you. That's easy to you. So I say that because I want everybody to hear that. Like, wow. it's easy to be you. Like it is like, I'm the best at being, there is nobody in the world that can beat me at being me. Uh And so I just choose to do that. And when you walk into that fully, you exude confidence, you exude belief. And that strengthens your magnet. Like people are drawn to you because you're fully walking in yourself. Now it's times where you question yourself like me, it's times where we have our moments and our doubts and our fears, but you show up as you because you can't fake that. You know, what I see on camera with you and I knowing you in person, like you can't fake passion. You can't fake that. I tell people all the time, like it's a lot of things you can fake, but you can't fake that. And so I just want to salute you for that because again, in this space of, as I like to say, empty influencers, (laughs) you know, the space of empty social media and nothing against anybody else. uh, It's beautiful. And I know you get this because I get it. And I don't think it's like a badge of honor. People say, Trent, you're so real. And I'm like, why? Because you took time to talk to me. What? That's a, like, <laughs> that should be a normal thing. So I want to ask you this question, unless you want to chime in. Anything you want to chime in with that with? Well, you are different in that. I think that there are people who take time to talk to people, but you take time to see people. And that does take work. That does take effort. That does take intention. So don't minimize that, that like intention. Gotcha. I, that's yeah. big. Yeah, I never, yeah, that's big. <laughs> Thank you. You give yeah. me my well, therapy I session like on you, the podcast. I, that's real. Yeah. Like you, the fact that I get to have this conversation with you, like you, you see, me and the coach in me and and the team that we built like you took time to pay attention and to and that's what coaches do like coaches see potential coaches yeah. see people for they ch- see people for what they could be and you do that really well so i just want to say that thank you i appreciate that ah you're make me emotional here <laughs> i appreciate it. i i want to i want to ask you this question um, and you know, as I'm asking these things, Tansy, it's obviously it's directed to you, but I'm thinking about, I always think about people 
that are in our positions, right? People that are listening. I want this podcast to be definitely about you and us, but really bigger than us, right? Um, yeah. So I'm thinking about a person right now that's listening to this episode and they might be in their journey of like, maybe they're successful, right? They're believing in themselves. They're They're doing the damn thing. But it's like, how do I keep this up, right? How do I keep showing up? You know, um, when it becomes normal, you know, I don't know if you ever heard me talk about, <laughs> I laugh because nobody's heard me talk about this, but I talk about hedonic adaptation, about how like we, as a human being, no matter what it is, we we get normalized in the greatness. So it's like having a new car, right? You get normalized to that car. Like you first get it, oh my gosh, I'm riding for it. And it's like, okay, here's my car. Stop washing it, you know what I mean? Just trash, every, it's just the car. Same thing with everything. And so it's the same thing in our gifts. Like, it's the same thing in our dreams. Uh, it happened to me with football. Like, NFL, I first walked in, googly eyes. Oh, my gosh. Like, look, it's Peyton Manning. And it's like, okay, yeah, I got to practice. All right. So it's like, how do you? Yeah, I know, right? It's like, our first few weeks, I'm like, oh my God, I call my brother. Like, bro, I'm like in the locker room. With him. And it's like, hey, what's up, dog? Like, we got practice today. Oh, okay. Um, so how do you, because I've struggled with this, too, in my journey. How do you um, remind yourself how much you love it, right, when you become used to it? And this is like a relationship thing. This is all across the board. Like, how do you remind yourself of that feeling you first had when somebody first signed up for Turn Up Fitness? Somebody, you first got booked to teach somewhere or you first did your first conference. Like, how do you go back to that place of emotions when that mood has probably left? Or how do you recreate that mood that was first there when you first started to keep you going um, in this process, in this journey? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that I, one, there's always something to get better at. So mm. I am someone who... I will, I watch my, my dance fitness videos, like game film, and I break them down. Like people around me are annoyed of me by how much time I spend, like analyzing those and getting better. So I feel like there's always something that I could be doing better. So just focusing on the growth itself in, in regards to like dancing with precision or coaching and reaching people um, just always trying to get better at that keeps me going. I also think that inserting creativity to what I'm doing too. So like, if I'm, mm. you know, like just showing up to class and I'm like, you know, here we are to class again. Whereas like, you know, your first class, you're pooping your pants, you're yeah. sweating like crazy, but I, I still get nervous to this day. Like to, and I still get anxiety, like every class I show up to and it's what I do but it's because I, I insert myself into it. And if I start to get lost in where, like in not appreciating the moment of it or what it is that I'm actually doing, I'm like, okay, how can I bring back my own creativity to this? Like, how can I just like you, I would, would as a t school teacher, like kids do right. not want to be there learning English, but yeah. the goal <laughs> is to trick them into thinking it's fun. And like, how can I get them to be engaged in this? So it's constantly doing that with ourselves of like, how can I make this fun? How can I fall in love with the process again? 
And sometimes it's really just creativity. Like if I find a song that excites me just in that, in that small example, like that will bring me back to the moment, you know, of making it fun and falling in love with the process. But it's like, we get, we forget that having fun in what we're doing creates good things too. Like if we have lost having fun, we, it starts to become work and we lose that mag, that magnetic pull of like having fun, but also, I mean, not to lose sight of impacting people that, that will never get old. And that will always be so important to me. And I think I've been the person in the back of the room that didn't know who I was. I've, I've been the person who was told, no, I've been the person who was so mean to themselves that they destroyed their body and, and who like just self-sabotage. So like all those things I have not lost. Those are so close, so close to me, so a part of who I am that I am able to connect to that old version of me at all times to, to stay in it. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to rewind that and listen to everything Tansy said, because that is progression 101, trust in the process 101 in this journey, because some of us listen and think that, oh, when I get there, like, I'll never lose the fire or I'll, you know, never get used to it. And you really have to work at staying creative. You really have to work at, as you said, like there's always something that can get better, which ties into my podcast. I think it's 152, two, two episodes ago, like the four things I'm letting go of. And one of those things was destinations. Like, because I realized that destinations, once I reached those destinations, I kind of lost the fire in the drive. But once I said there's no destinations, it's just a journey, and I'm just going to keep on going, and where I end up is where I end up. I got directions now because I ain't trying to be lost, but I'm just going to keep on going. I hit certain mile markers, celebrate it, cool, I'm going the right way, but there's no destination. And I always say, people ask, like, what's your next thing? I say, well, to continue reaching hearts. There's hearts across the world that don't know who Trent is, that has never heard the message that's literally been assigned to receive the message. And it's the same with you. There's people that have been assigned to be reached by Tansy that hasn't been reached yet. And to me, that like gives me chills because I'm like, okay, I need to keep showing up. There's a different level. There's a different mission. And um, so thank you for sharing that because I think so many people get caught up in the ebbs and flows, but they forget to be creative, especially, especially, and let's talk about this. And this is just random that came to my mind, but even with social, <laughs> right? With social media, um, it's easy to stay with what works and not even just social media, just in anything, it's easy to stay with what works, but as creators, what works doesn't always fuel our soul. So like for me, I know what to do to go viral. I know what to talk about. I know what to create. I, I can do those things in my sleep, but that doesn't always fuel me up. You know, the spoken words fuel me up. The meditations, like that's what I love to do. You know, the writing fills me up. And sometimes people are like, Trent, how come you don't talk about this no more? I want you to talk about that because that's not where my heart is. Yeah, I can talk about that with the best of them, but that doesn't spark my creativity and doesn't fulfill my soul. Like, can you speak on that for a little bit? Yeah, I, what I hear you saying is that you have to not do things to please other people. Like the moment you start doing things to 
what you think other people want from you. And even that is the story of my life. Like I did all these things because I thought it was what other people wanted from me. It was, I thought it was the role I was supposed to play and I was good at it. And I, I did a great job and I still helped people in those roles, but I was lost on the inside. And when we do that and we can do that in social media, I've done that in social media where I was like, again, I knew what was, what was going to get people to pay attention and it didn't feel good to me, but I always coming back to like, what do I want? What lights me up? And how can I share that with the world? And I I do think being mindful of our audience is important, like really paying attention to who's listening. And you always tell me like, what do people need? Like pay attention to what people need. And I think that's really, really important, but inserting yourself into that and how you can be the most you in serving that purpose is the only way that you will keep going. Like it is the only, the only way to do it. The the moment I start people pleasing, which I have a tendency to do, and I know I'm not alone in that is the moment I start to get sad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's mission impossible, man. I stopped trying to please people a long time ago. Like I always tell people when when you, when I wrote my video, pick me apart, spoken word, I think it's 2017. That was my, that was my letter to the world that says Trent, Shelton is no longer living life to please people. You know what, what I mean? It, so did you have a, a moment that like got you to that strength of being like, I'm done people pleasing? Yeah, because I realized it was impossible. I realized that I would please some people, right? E- even from a creative standpoint, not even personally, but even from a creator standpoint, there would be people like Trent, talk about this. And I'll talk about that. Then like Trent, you talk about that too much. Talk about this. Or even with my faith, like, like this is this was big for me. It's still it's not as much anymore. But like my faith, people say, "Train you talk about God too much, like way too much." It's a turn off. Then I have Christians tell me, "Train you don't talk about God enough," mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Okay." So I'm sitting here being pulled different type of ways, and I'm not pleasing myself. And honestly, I'm not enjoying this journey of mine. I'm not enjoying the gift. It's actually becoming a burden to me. The gift that God gave me is becoming a burden. So. I look at myself in the mirror and I wrote that spoken word. Like, like I said, the first line is the first step to being happy is trying to please everybody else. What's the point of gaining the world's approval? That game means you lose yourself. It doesn't add up. And mm-hmm. I wrote that because I realized that. And so I got to a point and realized like, this is impossible. So, you know, it, it's kind of, I call it walking like in uh humble confidence, but it's like, this is who I am. This is what I, this is what I'm going to do. How I'm going to live. You like it, you don't like it, I don't give a damn. Like, in the most sincere way, I don't, because this is who I'm supposed to be. And everybody's not going to like you. And that's the thing, too, I think people got to understand, listen to us, is like, I think so many people live their life to be liked. Yeah. You know, and the, I put a line in there. What would I say? So many people live their life to be liked. And why? Just to impress people who can care less about your life. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the truth. And so once I got out of the business of being like, no, it feels good, you know, when people celebrate you, cool. But once I got out of that business of trying to be liked by everybody, my life changed, you know, and I'm able to fully be myself and do the things that I want to do uh, and give to the world. So, yeah, that, that was that was the moment for me. It was pleasing so many people for three or four years. So I got tired of it. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to ask you this as we wrap up. I have two more questions for you. 
But before I ask you those questions, is there anything that you want to say that's on your heart? Anything that we didn't cover, anything that you want to say, tell the people, no pressure. Like if it's nothing, then that's cool. Cause we talked about a lot, but is there yeah. anything you want to tell anybody out there? I just want to say, man, I, I have so many things to say, but I want to say that you are no different from anybody killing it. Like you, if you have that desire in your heart, like it is there for a reason. And the only difference is that the the person who you're looking at, who's doing it is putting all of the things they think are stopping them in the, in either in the backseat or using it as fuel. And it, it, it needs to come to a point where it's like, if she can do it or he can do it, like you can do it. And, um, I just, you have to show up in that and just keep showing up. Like my, my advice would not be to do, you know, I don't have like a formula for this, this, and this, but it's just keep showing up. And yeah, if you learn anything from Trent Shelton's podcast, it's to like follow your purpose, like follow your heart and you can't go wrong with that. And that's just what it is. It, it sounds so simple, but, and you're going to have to trial and error through that. I think like we don't give ourselves the opportunity as adults to like try certain things. We're so afraid that it's not our purpose, that it's the wrong thing, that it's, this, this, and this, that we don't explore it and therefore allow it to in turn lead us to where it's supposed to maybe take us to the next thing. Like give yourself the opportunity to try something because you feel like you want to try it and give it everything you got. And you'll, you'll learn about yourself, but we don't give ourselves the chance to like explore who we've become in each chapter of our lives. And the only way to fulfill your purpose is to, is to really know yourself and give yourself the opportunity to do that. So, um, yeah. Straight up, <laughs> straight up. Look at you, man. Dropping these bars. Speaking about bars. I'm going to say that for them. Straight up. All right. Um, two, two questions y'all like digest, 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 digest. Don't just listen, please understand and digest that in your soul because it's a hundred percent accurate, a hundred percent straight up. Thank you so much for sharing that. I have three questions to ask you. I know I said two, but I thought of another one. Um, these don't have to be long answers, by the way. But the first question I want to ask you is a real one. Um, what is Tanti currently struggling with? Mm -hmm. If you are struggling, you don't have to make up something. But what are you struggling with? And how are you working through it? Man. Okay, where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> um... So I just recently moved from Detroit to Chicago and I'm very uncomfortable all the time. So I left like turn up was built in Detroit. So all my people are there, my community's there, my family's there. And I moved to Chicago and I did it because I wanted to be uncomfortable because I wanted to apply pressure and put myself in a situation where I was going to be challenged to um, you know, build again and see what I was capable of and really, really just do that. But it is uncomfortable. It's not fun all the time. I'm, I'm high and low. And I found myself getting so in my head through this process of like, 
almost forgetting who I am. Like I've gotten so in my head that I've had to come back and remind myself like, dude, like you've done this before. And when you did do this before, when I moved the last time I created turn up, like that's where it all began was starting over. So reminding myself of who I am is what I'm constantly working on. And I think too, I'm, I'm an overthinker. Obviously, if you haven't gotten that yet, like I think about things probably way too much, but um, I find myself when I'm thinking so much, I'm, I'm not present. Like I'm not here. Even speaking to you, I have to constantly remind myself, like, just be in this moment. Stop worrying about saying the right thing or stop worrying about what, whatever, like just be here. Like this is, this moment is, is special. And I can get to the point where I look at like the grass is greener. Like maybe I shouldn't have moved here. Like when things get really hard, I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. I should have, I should have stayed there. I should have gone here and the grass looks greener over there. And I stop. I start to think of all the things that would be better than this moment. And it's only because I'm uncomfortable. And when we get uncomfortable, we start to romanticize like comfort, I think. Mm. And so just bringing myself back to the present moment, like I, I realized that my commitment to the moment had gotten weak. Like I had gotten weak in my discipline of being present and letting my, my thoughts, I think letting our thoughts take us away from the present moment is, is a lack of discipline for me. Like, so getting back to the discipline of being in the present moment. And when I am really here, I am living happier. Like I feel like I, I do have the strength to figure out what's next. I do see the beauty rather than what's lacking. I live just at a higher frequency when I can just step back into like right now. And I think we're living in a world where it's so easy to just hop on our phone and look at what else is going on over there or what everyone else is doing or to just take ourselves away from like what's in front of us and what's right here. And I'm working through that so much. Um, and then obviously like a million other things, if you, if we want to keep going struggling. That's perfect. No, I I thank (laughs) you for being transparent and vulnerable. Um, you know, you're a superstar. I always tell you that. And I like to show people, you know, that superstars still have, you know, their struggles. Like myself, we all go through it. That's what makes us who we are. That's what makes us more confident because we work through things. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, the next question I want to ask you is, I ask everybody this question because I think it's one probably the most underrated, most important questions in the world. Uh, from a standpoint of like not burning out to a standpoint of like knowing your worth. Um What's your definition of enough? Because so many people say that I'm not enough or this isn't enough. And when I ask them, okay, what is enough? They don't know. So like, what's your measuring stick of enough? Yeah. My first answer to that is whatever I define it as what, what I say is enough and keeping that promise to myself of what I say that is and making myself Mm. proud, like really making myself proud. And like you just said, like so many people don't feel enough, but they haven't defined it for themselves or they have defined it for themselves and they're not doing what they said was enough for them. 
but it's mm. not about what anybody else expects it of me. But like, if I make a promise to myself, like I just made a promise to myself to not have a drink for 75 days. I, I just finished that. And not that I was drinking a ton, but I was trying to raise my frequency of my performance of what I lived and a drink every now and then I realized wasn't adding to that. And so I made a commit myself commitment to myself to not drink for 75 days, which if the amount of times I've broken my promises to myself are just so many. So the fact that I kept that promise to myself, like that's, that's what feels like I'm enough. When I say I'm going to do something and be something, and I follow through on that promise to me and, and don't betray myself for any, for, for a circumstance, for a good time, for a bad time, for hardship. Like when I stay true to whatever it is that I said, I'm going to be what I'm going to do, that is enough. And I also think that I want to say that I don't think there are any prerequisites to being enough right now. Like I don't think that I need to fill in the blank to be enough, but I also need to make myself proud. Like that's important to me. And that that's how I, that's how I measure it. But I don't, might, I think, yeah. Yeah. That might, that might be the, the most in-depth realist answer that I've heard on that. Like, I'm going to have to rewind that and listen to that again because that is so on point. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking, yeah, that's so on point. Thank you for sharing that. Um, last question of the episode. And this might be the longest episode of the Straight Up Podcast, by the way. Oh, so this in, in, in a great way. Like, I, I'm loving this conversation. I know the listeners are too. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to request for a part two. Let me ask you this question. I don't want to romanticize death. So I'm not going to say it in that way. I believe, you know, I'm very, I'm even more cautious of, you know, speaking life and speaking death. So I'm going to speak life. So I'm going to say this, that you're at the hall of fame speech of your life, right? Um, Whatever it is, it could be the hall of fame of dance, fitness, the hall of fame of whatever, but just the Mm -hmm. hall of fame of your life. I'm just put it like that. And there is people that are talking about Tansy, right? How you live your life now, you have the power to write their speech for them. And what is their speech saying about you? What are they saying? What do you want them to say? Like, it could be a paragraph, like uh, just two, two sentences to a paragraph. What do you want that speech to say about the life of Tansy? That I think everyone should have to answer this. Who's, who's listening to this like journal on this question. Cause I feel like it's so good. But the first thing that comes to my mind is that man, she gave the best hugs. Like she really squeezed me and made me feel like she wanted to hug me. Like, I feel like I want to be known for giving the best hugs And I want to see people the way that I feel like you see people. Like I, I want them to be like, she saw me and she saw, I'm going to cry. Like, geez. (laughs) Um, I want to see people when they don't feel like they can see it in themselves. And I want to 
I don't just want to dance on the stage and be seen for being someone who was the center of the stage. I want to, I want to share, I want to bring people to the stage who never thought that they would be on stage. Like I want them to say that she was a star on stage, but she built other stars in the process. Jeez. <laughs> well, Tansy, my friend, I believe that's going to be said. I believe that's already been said. And I believe there's going to be so much more things being said as you continue to blaze the path, as you continue to walk into your greatness, as you continue to just continue being who you are. Um, I want to give you your flowers and say, I appreciate you. I see you. Um, what you're doing online is incredible, but I know what you do offline and how you impact people, how you care about people, the things that don't show up in the stat sheet, right? Um, the things as a basketball player that we say they're intangibles that really, really contribute to winning more than even points and the things that show up in the stat sheets. You, you do those things for people. And so thank you for your heart. Thank you for being who you are. Matter of fact, tell everybody where they can follow you at, uh, how they can get involved with everything. Okay, so it's at Turn Up With Tansy, T-A-N-C-I, on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and then the website is Turn Up Dance Fitness. And then we talked about the podcast, Bossy Podcast. So thank you so much. I am just this experience alone of having a conversation with you is so special, and I'm so thankful. Take my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you find, so protect your peace. I clear my mind and I protect my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you find, so protect your peace. Yeah, look, through life struggles, all we seeking is peace. It's in my head and my belief. Most of us feel the same, but it's something that's hard to reach. Not a subject they don't teach, and it's deeper than just sitting with a drink by the beach. Cause I'm learning in life. Ooh. It's keeping calm when adversity strikes. It's when you working and you earning your stripes. It's showing love. That's a word to my haters. I deal with life by slowing down out in nature, taking walks on my own. Talk to God. And yes, Lord, I thank you. It's when you can't find many reasons, but you still being grateful. Might be viewing it wrong. Stop making peace such a heavy thing. Start looking within, try loving everything. I protect my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you'll find, so protect your peace. I clear my mind and I protect my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you'll find, so protect your peace. World might try to take it, your job might try to take it, your girl might try to take it, but God always embracing your flaws and your pain and your hurt. Protect your peace, but it's gonna take us some work. Cause what I'm knowing now, it's not always about speeding up. Sometimes we gotta slow it down. Everything that's going up eventually is going down. Embrace it all, ain't no secrets. To me, finding joy in the darkness, that's what peace is. So we can run or just acknowledge the storm. I don't trip, cause this will pass, keeping calm in the storm. Knowing on the other side, the sun rays bring a blessing. So hold on to your faith and please protect it. I clear my Flow. mind and I protect my peace. See, the more 
more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you find, so protect your peace. I clear my mind and I protect my peace. See, the more I climb, I still protect my peace. And the more you seek, you must protect your peace. Cause the more you find, so protect your peace. Hey, what up, y'all? It's that time of the year. Everybody's talking about forming new and healthier habits. Change your habits, change your life, right? Listen, I love it. I'm sure you started some new habits this year. I know I did. But the question is, how are you tracking those habits? Have you ever wondered, like, which habits matter most? Which habits are you tracking daily, weekly, monthly? A lot of people know they need to improve their habits, but let's be real. They don't know where to start. That's why I think you'll love Growth Day. The world's number one, I didn't say two, three, four, number one self-improvement system. Growth Day, what it does is it helps you track proven habits that lead to long-term success, not that short stuff, long-term, lasting change, well-being, and positive relationships. And check this out. You can get a free trial right now at growthday.com. What you measure, you can change. The reason people love Growth Day is that you can score your habits every day, week, month, and when you do... You get targeted classes to improve those habits. When you sign up today, you also get Growth Day's Mindset Journal, Wellness Challenges, and in-depth personal development courses from the industry's biggest names. And don't forget, I teach live every single month in Growth Day, too. You got that right. Yes, every single month, I teach a new personal growth topic to help you advance your life. Download Growth Day from the App Store on your phone or start your free trial right now at growthday.com. Let's get it. Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, or take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242-2719. Yep, I'm repeating for you. 817 817- 242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number? How does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number. They're added to the group. And then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life. I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10 digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto replies. So many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it.